it's like when you talk to female clients when they get thyroid uh, testing done and the doctor comes back and says, you know, you're, you're normal. And the normal is a, is a very tricky word because all it means is that you're in range. What is not added to that is context. The range is very broad and it's used to define disease states or presence or lack of disease states. If the range is two to 10 and you're 2.1, you're not good, Right. but they'll call you normal. So you have to look at it from a symptom standpoint. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Okay, we're back. Of course, I had to find a way to put sex in the title because I just always wanted to do that. And double bonus, I have sex plus Eric Ledeen in the search (laughs) in the title. (laughs) So if you've been following along, which a lot of you have, man, you must have been sharing this because we've had a lot more downloads and subscriptions. And I'm trying to bring you like mini series of things that, you know, all work together. And this mini series is Eric. (laughs) Instead of just one topic, I could bring him on all the time and and talk about these things. Today's topic, you know, does go along with the other uh, two topics recently. I'll have it in the show notes, which was, you know, about cardio because we did talk about hormones and things. And then we went into menopause, perimenopause, not an area that honestly, very many people are, you know, well-versed in. And if you're anything like me, my school, I, I didn't learn anything about hormones. So today I wanted to bring Eric on because I think it's time for us to talk about, you know, TRT, which he'll explain what that is. And, uh, you know, I'm going to bring it down to my level when not hearing you and not knowing anything and just kind of ask questions so that the audience and people listening can, you know, know from there. So welcome back. Thank you. Lots of positive feedback about you coming on, honey. You're going to do this more often. Sure. I think we already have you booked in for next week. Though. Yeah. On cravings. Yes, that's right. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, yay. Okay. So. When Googling this, because I did want to go do a little bit of just digging to see what other people were talking about. And I, a stat that, you know, in the past decade, TRT prescriptions, testosterone replacement therapy have forexed. So, you know, there is some, you know, stuff about it, but anytime <laughs> you and I have had discussions with people about this, they're usually clueless, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, to, it's funny you say that forex because I didn't know that, but I had found a little bit of stats too. and. Um, so this is going back, you know, a good 15 years ago, but this study reported that 39% of men over 45 suffer from low testosterone. That's 40% of men over 45. Um, another study said that at this time was approximately 13 million men in the U S who would, or may be deficient in testosterone fewer than 10% actually seek out any help for it or get any treatment for it. 
So, you know, I mean, when you talk about menopause, it's a pretty much every, you know, even men have heard that term, but andropause, you know, kind of the male version of, you know, hormone change, age-related changes to testosterone levels and so on and so forth. Even estrogen levels will change too, because you, well, we'll get into that, but you, you convert more testosterone to estrogen as you get older, which is not a good thing for men. Right. So, so let's just talk about like the basics here. Like why is it important for us to have optimized testosterone? It's obvious that it, it, mm, what it's, your, it's what makes you a man, you know, it what gives you uh, energy. It's what, uh, it's all your secondary. I mean, you have it too. You know, women have about a 10th of it, um, of what men have, men have. And, uh, after you go through like a perimenopausal or menopausal state, you know, these hormones drop, but your ovaries still produce testosterone. So, you know, sidetrack here, but females can have a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say relative dominance of testosterone, but you see more of an absolute decrease in progesterone and estrogen, relatively speaking, sorry, compared to what you, you know, relative to the testosterone drop because they're still producing. So hence that main sex drive hormone, right? So that libido driving hormone. So, you know, it's going to give you your sense of virility, your energy, ability to build muscle, uh, lose fat, feel good, you know, everything, everything that makes you young, you know, like, uh, uh, sex drive, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like the hormones in anybody, you know, once they start to become unbalanced or, uh, deviate further and further from youth, you know, the less youthful you feel. Right. 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 Now, you know, while there are ways, you know, they say to manipulate these, these levels when you go in, because there's people that legit need it. Right. And then, you know, I mean, let's talk a little bit about your history. How, how did you well, even learn you know, so much? Uh, well, before that, you know, the other, the other reasons why it's important is, um, this was another stat I had found, but the Journal of the American Heart Association had looked at over 100 studies um, uh, that were about low testosterone and the conditions associated with men with low testosterone were higher risk of cardiovascular disease, wow. narrowing of carotid arteries, abnormal EKGs, more frequent congestive heart failures, increased incidence of angina, increased BMI. So your weight's going up relative to your height. You know, that's clearly not going to be muscle mass. So it's increased body fat. These next ones are all connected. Type 2 diabetes connected to the previous, connected to the next, metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, more belly fat, and overall higher death rate from all cause, including cardiac mortality. So this is a, uh, this is a health decline as well. It is a, ba- is a major health decline. Why do you think doctors don't, I mean, I mean, maybe they do. I'm not a guy. Um, be- they- probably because of the stigma around anabolic steroids and okay. bodybuilding, because, uh, you know, you, you have had doctors that have uh, kind of supplied, you know, bodybuilders back in the day, you know, it's been a, went from a legal to an illegal market, obviously, you know, right. but um, probably just the, uh, stigma. the negative stigma. There could be any number of reasons, honestly, I haven't really dig into that, but I know there's resistance, you know, because maybe they think that you're coming in there to kind of skirt the system. They just want some juice or some, some gear to get jacked. You're not, they're not giving you that much anyway. And you're paying a lot more from a doctor than you would pay on the black market anyways. So, I mean, so let's talk about, because for, you know, you obviously, well, I mean, if they've listened to a lot of episodes, you did talk about your steroid use in your younger years. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. And, um, you know, over the last, what was it, this just last year that you decided to go the, cause you've always been able to, for lack of a better word, manipulate it yourself at home. Correct. Um, or no. Like yeah. Testosterone well, levels. 
Well, you know, I mean, the, th- the difference is, you know, being being here in Florida now, it's a lot easier, right? So, I mean, Revive, the wellness clinic here, um, they, you know, easy access to doctor to get a full blood panel, get your testosterone checked, get all your hormones level. That's the purpose of their clinic, the wellness clinic, right? And to optimize you, right? To optimize, yeah, exactly. And it's interesting when you go into that, we'll get into that. But in Canada, it's a lot more difficult. You know, the, 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 the local doctor for us would have been about a nine-month wait list and it's a referral from another doctor. Great. So, you know, having been someone who's used, you know, uh, you know, on cycles back in my day, whatever, you know, um, I kind of tried to manage it a little bit myself just by taking, you know, over hundred milligrams a week, a really low dose, right. um, because that's typically what you're going to be in this hundred, you know, some people will, will be a little bit more like I am now under a doctor's care and some people will be whatever. Right. But, you know, it, it's not the right way to do it. That's just really doing right, a low right, dose right. steroid cycle. Honestly, you right. need to be under a doctor's supervision to really do it for the reasons you're supposed to be doing and, it for. And you've noticed the difference even. Oh yeah. Big time. You know, going. So, okay. So back me up because, you know, at what ages, well, first question, at what age do you think someone listening should like even go and explore this? Well, you know, here's the thing, you know, it's like, it's like when you talk about, uh, we talk to female clients when they get uh, thyroid uh, testing done. And they, the doctor comes back and says, you know, you're, you're normal. And the normal is a, is a very tricky word because all it means is that you're in range. What it, what, what is not added to that is context. The range is very broad and it's used to define disease states or presence or lack of disease states. You can, if the range is two to 10 and you're 2.1, you're not good, Right. but they'll call you normal. But so you have to look at it from a symptom standpoint, right? If you look at testosterone levels, uh, the range is like 200 to a thousand, right? Um, is that's a large range, you yeah. know, like 900 <laughs> versus 200 is going to be a lot of difference in libido and everything. Dude. So I would say that you would first look at symptoms, you know, if you were younger than the obvious, I mean, they're, they start to decline, uh, with age, just like anybody's do with male or female. So, uh, anybody who was around the 40 year old age, I would definitely say, get your testosterone levels checked. However, I do have friends that have been on earlier because they were symptomatic. Low sex drive is the first one to give way, right? Uh, Provide evidence for you. And they went on early, you know, and uh, and whatever. They feel great. And I think people just don't know. I mean, you helped me with a client a few years ago. I won't say his name, but you, you know, had said to me, hey, has he ever considered, you know, TRT? You know, he's getting close. He was around 40. He was actually going through a building phase and he already was kind of like a slow gainer and he'd never had labs done. And so he actually went and did it and ended up getting on um, a gel, which we'll talk about the different types. And it was crazy. It was like the, like he Mm -hmm. could not believe one how, and even though you're right, his came back technically in range, but he ended up going to a clinic. And so they optimized him and whatever his range was where other people maybe felt a certain way, they, you know, he was different, obviously, but like crap. So that's super important, actually. And here's what we can't do. Uh, it's all relative to where your baseline previously was. So if somebody was hanging around when they were younger at 500 and they dropped to 300, that's a lot different than a high person at 1,000 dropping to 300. Right. Right. So it's all relative to what your baseline is. That's, that's something you just don't know who's going to test that 28 to see what their baseline is, right? right? We just assume that it falls. So that's very true. And that's why dosing is titrated. Like mine, I had started at a specific dose. I went back six weeks later for blood work and had an updated dose, right? right? right. So, yeah. So, okay. So you're, you're saying around the 40 year mark or 
or just yeah, probably like, like I mean, I would probably say attention. For sure. It's very symptomatic. I mean, you'd have to look at inability to concentrate, you know, low testosterone is associated with depression, anxiety, you know, uh, obesity you know, of course, sure. Because, you know, you end up with, you end up with a uh, estrogen dominant situation with so low testosterone. Um, you know, there's a whole, it just sucks, you know, just sucky situation. Well, so, so you, you know, let's talk about that. Like, what are some of the things, cause you went through this. So when you were moving down, kind of talk about why you you did not crash, but you definitely were. Well, I knew oh, that I was amazing so... sex life. This was, like, <laughs> yeah. this well, was not that time. We had six months apart too, right? It was a rough patch right. of life for us, but you know, I actually, um, so I was, you know, um, knowing that coming to Florida, that I would have an easy time getting officially under a doctor's care, yeah. you know, um, whereas in Canada, you're just waiting and right. you're just having experience, you know, I was, uh, knowing that I wanted to be as accurate as possible. So I, you know, my own little, you know, side hustle HRT that I was doing on myself, uh, I stopped, I just stopped because I need to have a fresh, fresh yes. system in here. And, Remember. and, uh, and, and so therefore I experienced that, uh, that, that low for sure, you know, I and which is a big, which for me is a big, was a big difference. I noticed a large difference. Oh. I noticed my body change a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's hard to say how much because I also through a season of really, you know, you're going through stuff too. So there's less commitment, but that's also all interconnecting and affecting your hormones too. You know, yes. if you are in a high stress season or whatever, you have high uh, cortisol levels, cortisol overexposure, you know, such and such, it's going to, uh, this is what punches down the sex hormones. This is what counters testosterone, right? So right. a lot of things working against you, you right. know? So, um, I definitely noticed it and I noticed, uh, you know, when I got back on, uh, and, and it's actually not just that it's the, it's, it's everything really, you know, it's the, uh, it's one, it's just the supervision and having all aspects because they're managing your estrogen levels. You're taking a peptide to keep your own testosterone, uh, product producing, and you're taking, uh, exogenous testosterone to bolster that. So in my case, you know, when I went in for a full panel, my testosterone was, um, I don't know, it was, 340 350 okay so a low normal right um you know but they're 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 the purpose of these this clinic is optimization exactly optimal exactly. health right so uh, i was put on 100 milligrams uh given some arimidex which is an anti-estrogen because you know as you get older more of a man's testosterone converts to estrogen which right? was interesting what you're so so if that's happening anyway and you're taking more supplementary testosterone you do want to have a block on that, on that conversion, you need some estrogen too high estrogen in men is not good Too low estrogen in men is not good. Right. You need to have it And the same with females. You don't want it too high or too low. You want it, you want to balance, right? It's always about that balance. Um, and then I went back six weeks later, uh, I was up, but they, they put me up to 200, which is, a, which is a, a high, a high end of a, of a HRT cycle you know, or an HRT run. And then uh, I was right, right at the top. In fact, I was over the top. Uh, range of testosterone. I'm over. I'm, I'm over now, actually. So I mean, uh, no. In fact, in fact, I was quite ways. a bit over. But um, but what yeah. a difference! I mean, I know you noticed, and I mean, people don't talk about this, and I mean, you're you're very upfront when you talk to other men about this. Is having the like nocturnal oh, erections, yeah, right? Yeah. But even uh, more, that's a good. Like, I mean, sure, that's a good one too. And I noticed. With you, I mean, when it was low, was just not the same, not as hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, true. 
I mean, you know what I mean? Like, even though you're totally into it, you know what I mean? Like, I know every little thing about That's you. That's harder than carbon fiber. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so that's something that someone would notice. Like I know with that male client of mine, you know, I just, I just asked me like one of those, one of those, and he's like, actually, I don't even have those anymore. I just thought that that was something that just goes away. Yeah. If you get up to, I mean, when I was, uh, you know, you know, it takes several weeks to get going, right. Like, uh, just given the half lives and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, anytime you get up to go to the bathroom at night, it's hundred percent. It's not an arousal one. You know what I mean? It's just a natural, just your hormones are just, you know, right. Circulating at that time. Right. I can take advantage of that. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Are you getting red right now? <laughs> you plan this. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So back to it. So, okay. So someone goes in. Um, so you're probably suggesting that they go to a special clinic because if they're going into their doctor, chances well, are, it's it not going to be like the situation that you had. Although I've seen people get on gel and yeah. Well, like you said, it's more popular now. Uh, and these, there's more of these clinics now, especially as well in terms of that. But, um, I would say there's always going to be a justification if you're over 40 and then if your symptom, you right. feel, you feel kind of, eh, you know, when you're a bit younger, I mean, it, it's like anything, these things can happen earlier and yeah. later for different people. It doesn't matter who cares. Just go yeah. get, if you, if you're open to it, there's a lot of benefit to it, you know? And if you can afford, I mean, it's an investment. Like I remember going, when I went first to just my GP doctor, that um, I even said that my hair was falling out because it was. And uh, she just, you know, she only checked like TSH and that was it. Fast forward to going to like a clinic like this where they're just more invested in you being optimized. And that's important. I mean, like you're looking and you're wanting to feel your best for your, you know, age relative, right? It's not even just, it is that, you know, it is quality, your quality of life. It is a younger feeling, you know, in your body and stuff, but it's also the fact that, again, going back to those uh, very concerning health consequences of yes. low testosterone, um, it doesn't make sense to not, you know, be open to it, in my opinion. I mean, why wouldn't, I mean, come on. Okay, so let's talk about the, what are the drawbacks? Okay, so there's different types that people will get put on. Um, you know, so- the only drawback that you could, I think that you would get from, um testosterone is the potential of higher hematocrit levels. So hematocrit is, uh, like, um, you know, it's goes with hemoglobin, you know, it's your blood's oxygen carrying capacity. So, uh, testosterone increases red blood cell count. So what this can do is it can, you can get more of blood viscosity and thicker blood, right? So that's obviously not good. So sometimes that can be simple dehydration, but that's easily fixed if you're drinking water. So the easiest you, you have to, when you're, this is why under a doctor's supervision, it's important because then they're testing your hemoglobin and your hematocrit levels as part of your, your panel. Right. Every so often you get your, everything checked, but check your cholesterol levels, so on and so forth. You know, if somebody's high on that, they could use a lower dose of testosterone. They could give blood, you know, that that'll be the easy way to go get blood. Um, or they could, which we'll talk about, uh, the traditional way of doing, uh, uh, steroids or TRT is intramuscular right deep in the muscle right they could use uh subcutaneous uh injection which is uh new to a lot of people but uh, a lot more research on that shows you can use a lower dose because there's more bioavailable testosterone more stable blood levels less hematic reproduction so on and so forth so um you know in terms of like well i'll wait i'll go back to the hematocrit thing because we'll talk about different types but 
because I know like some people, I mean, one, if you don't have a choice, you're just going to your regular doctor. I've, I've had a friend that got put on the gel, um, you know, cause a lot of people don't want to do the injections themselves. Or if you're like me and you've seen Rocky, you think of, you think oh, the of big this, needle. Yeah. This yeah. negative, you know, like, the gels are supposed to have a more natural uh, mimic of cycle of testosterone, ebb and flow. But I mean, you're just not going to beat good old fashioned injectable testosterone. That's going to give you the most bang for your buck all the time. You know, pellets, gels, I was gonna say the pellets, what's that? garbage. No. You know, they usually use like a, a sipinate or enanthe ester, you know, um, for they have a little bit different half-lives, but whatever. And, you know, if somebody's doing um, injectable TRT, then uh, ideally because of the half-lives, you're not taking it like once a week, this old school, like every Friday, because then the, the further away you are from your dose, the more you're falling because you're half-life, right? So, right. you know, bodybuilders know this. They look at the half-lives of various drugs and they take them based on the half-life, you know? And so therefore, you know, when you're taking HRT, you're taking it twice a week, you know, Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, something like that. Right. Um, and that's whether you're, no matter how you're doing it. Right. So the, you know, I moved over to doing a uh, subcutaneous one. So think about that. You use a, you know, an inch to an inch and a half, uh, you know, 25 gauge uh, needle for uh, an HRT injection into your, your, you know, your butt, your glutes, your shoulder or your yeah, thigh or whatever. Up, right. Yeah. But with a, uh, you look at an insulin needle, it's this little tiny 29 gauge, half inch, nothing. Better. Can't see it, right? You just put in your tummy. It's so much easier, right? It's a lot easier. So, um, and there is was that this, new research. It is actually. So they actually did a study. Um, it was actually out of University of California. It was subcutaneous injections against intramuscular injections. So they found that the people that um, did subcutaneous injections had 14% greater levels of testosterone wow. than uh, those receiving intramuscular injections. Um, here's the kicker, though. It's the 41% lower hematocrit uh, increase than those receiving intramuscular injections. So circling back, we said, wait, what's the potential concern of testosterone therapy? It's higher red blood cell count and then higher hematocrit levels, so on and so forth, right? Thicker blood. So sub-Q injections, uh, according to this study, resulted in 41% lower hematocrit level. That's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. 41%, 26.5% lower estradiol levels. Uh, so circulating estrogen levels, so less aromatase activity, less conversion of testosterone to estrogen happening in sub-Q injections. And here's another great one, no rise in PSA. PSA is prostate-specific antigen. So this is the test they check to see if someone, you know, where someone is on that prostate uh, cancer risk, right? Right, right, right. Um, no rise in PSA whatsoever with uh, sub-Q injections as well. So, Wow, so um, if someone's listening and they're doing it the other way, they need it. Yeah, you would. It's so this. easy, you know. And so theoretically, you could technically use a smaller dosage of testosterone by sub-Q and get the same effect from a larger dose of intramuscular because you have more free testosterone uh, one of the doctors speculated that 80 milligrams of sub Q was equal to about hundred milligrams of, of intramuscular. Wow. So. Well, that's definitely worth, you know, looking into if someone, cause I mean, yeah, it's pretty wild. You don't even feel those little insulin needles. Those are great. Yeah. You actually don't feel anything like there's, it's an absolute joke. Yeah. You know um, it's. Well, you did a mommy years ago in my tummy. It's right? nothing. I mean, it, I, like even you don't feel anything. It's just so convenient. You know, it takes a little bit longer to load because of the smaller, you know, barrel and the smaller, you right. know, gauge, whatever, right. but it's done in like two seconds. Well, well worth it. So someone, you know, 
obviously at least around 40, but like you said, you know, listening to your body, because, you know, I've, I've heard people, you know, men, especially say they didn't even realize that it was linked to depression, that it was mm-hmm. really, they weren't depressed. It was that they had low testosterone that they go into their doctor and their doctor, not because I mean, how many GPs really know a lot on sex hormones? Like they're not like well, specializing in it. Right? They're general practitioners, right? right. Or general physicians. Right. So so they're going to get, you know, like, I, you know, I've seen this happen with men, that, women too, that it's really their hormones. And instead they just give them an antidepressant. And let me just say this, you know, if you, and this is something we've learned with uh, working with females and, and, and trying to help them get appropriate lab testing is that if you ever have a doctor push back on a specific test, even if you are to convince them to get that test done for you, they don't see any value in the result of that test. Otherwise they would have got that test themselves. So it doesn't really matter if your doctor is resistant on certain tests, then you need to find another doctor because even if you convince them, exactly, it's just basically to appease your request. It's like females with thyroid. The exactly moment that they I will only give said. you TSH yeah. and you convince them to do all those others, it's like, okay, yeah, but they don't even know the value in it anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't understand that enough to then ask for it. So, okay, good. Yeah. So finding one of these places, Anything else you want to add that, you know, it's just a matter of getting the right testing done, you know, like, and making sure you're getting like you're testing total testosterone, bioavailable testosterone, free testosterone, sex hormone binding, globulin, estradiol, which is a, a assay for men that they have to get done. That's the male version of that you're watching for, you know, all sorts of stuff you okay. can get tested. And then, cause otherwise, is there usually like a, know, you know, like let's say before someone wants to go, we've had clients like this where they haven't found a doctor yet, but they do want to get tested. They could go to like a labs corp or one of these anytime lab and get like the male comprehensive, you know, and then from there, at least they would what be able to go to a doctor. I mean, that's what we've, if they're just dying to know. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of these places now online that you that's can, you can get like a male, you know, a hormone kit and they'll you do, I don't know how that works. You know, I obviously have a doctor doing it, but yeah, they usually um, send a requisite and then they send you to a yeah. local lab yeah. with that. You know, you, you, you end up sleeping better, feeling better. Have you have a better sex drive? You have better erections. Yeah, you mean, have more almost, erections. I mean, you actually, uh, you build muscle, you hold muscle better. You have more energy. You know, I'm 48 now. That's what um, I was nobody would guess I'm 48. You know, I still like I work out. Yep. Um, and you don't, I think, you know, I've talked about this a lot on here that our parents, we grew up in this era where 40 was over the hill mm-hmm. and also was just kind of accept that your hormones, you know, that women go through this and men go through this and you don't have to, and you no. can optimize yourself. No. Health is wealth. People aren't used to kind of, I guess, seeing it that way, but yeah. as you get older, it's the same thing. You know, when we talk about like that menopausal perimenopausal, this is a lot more complicated situation if you have a dieting history. And then it's really not just about your body fat. It's like, have clients that say, this is the first time I've not focused on my body weight. I just want to feel good. Yep. You know, I want to feel good. I want to have energy. I want to sleep well. I want to like have, I want to just feel good in my body. Yep. Right. It's the same thing, right? It's the exact same thing. Yep. Well, let's talk cost. I know that it's yeah. not going to be the same everywhere, but you know, we are very open. I mean, we love revive. We've, you know, you've had a wonderful experience there. Um, me as well. Uh, this is going to vary where you live, state to state, even area. I mean, it's just like with even like anything that's wellness, it's like plastic surgery, big cities, you're going to be seeing sometimes up to double the price versus smaller. But I mean, it depends, you know, if you're just going in for like, you know, um, 
I think it's not expensive actually. So you can get, uh, you know, for me, testosterone uh, plus uh, Arimidex uh, plus gonadarelin, which is, so that's my, my testosterone, my anti-estrogen or anti-aromatase technically. So it's blocking the conversion and modulating that level. And that peptide that keeps my own going uh, is 250 bucks. You know what I mean? Um, that's not expensive for everything you're getting. And then you get really not. And they, they supply me with all my, all my stuff, my needles, my yep. everything. It just comes to my house. Yep. You know, well, like you said, I do my own, this. obviously you don't, I mean, my right. own stuff, but it's easy. Right. And you know, that health is wealth. We have definitely spent more in these last couple of years on, you know, I mean, whether it be the superhuman protocol, it's taking our supplements, it's you, you know, be, you know, on TRT, it's, it's really looking for all the areas to optimize because, you know, you're getting rusty. Yeah. Yeah. We're it's just the way it is. And, you know, I mean, we just get rusty. It's just, you know, systems wear out. We have the accumulation of life, yep. <laughs> you know? So if you don't live in our area, obviously, what do you first Google search? Is it like a testosterone wellness clinic, a wellness clinic, uh, testosterone replacement therapy, hormone replacement therapy for men and uh, andropause clinics. Okay, good. Um, I mean, they're, they're like popping that. up everywhere. Yeah, for days. sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can even go further. You can take, you can get uh, all sorts of, you can go well past the just basic hormone replacement therapy at these places. They, you can take optimization as far as you want, honestly. I want to get on peptides. You know, they have uh, GH peptides and growth hormone and uh, all these, you know, growth hormones, a fountain of youth hormone, right? It's not inexpensive, that's for sure. But, um, you know, you get everything, glutathione, yep. uh, you can get uh, uh, vitamin C by IV, yes. you know, ozone yeah. therapy. Yeah all these things that are really designed to optimize your health and help you feel good. And, you know, one benefit I have of being in such a bad, you know, environment in terms of my body with cancer is I am able to really detect and notice a difference. So when I've had say the vitamin bag at the wellness clinic, I notice the difference within a few hours and yeah. I notice the difference even with the superhuman protocol, whereas Eric is, just overall healthy, I would say for someone like you, unless you're like, it's a hangover for someone and they're going into one of these clinics, it's not like you're going to walk out feeling, you know, after you take well, something like this. You have to like, I mean, it also is, you know, you don't want to wait until you can't do nothing about it it's too late. You know, you want to be really proactive because you understand this is the natural order of how it is for all of us. Yes. We have a health decline no matter what, you have a health decline that requires more diligence to maintain it. You can, you can, you can slide for life. You know, I say, you know, you look at this metabolism, this is the analogy I use, but you look at heart disease, diabetes, blood, all these issues, they show up with age. Yep. They're not caused by age. They're a slow kill. It's a slow burn. Diabetes is a great example yes. in my family. You know, you can live with this pretty easily in terms of, you know, relatively speaking, you know, that's why people are irresponsible type two diabetics because yes. they can live with it, yes. but it's a nasty way to die. Tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Right. So it's really a matter of, of really having a perspective adjustment and saying, you know, health is wealth. Yes. You know, it is about, this is going to be something that does require consistent intention, you know, and, and intention, seeing, intention. Seeing your body is that vessel. It's like, it's going to the chiropractor. Yeah, it's you carrying your life. Way. You know, you know, I read, uh, you know, we're spiritual beings having a, human experience in a physical body yes. and this body is carrying you right now. It's getting beaten to smithereens <laughs> yeah. and uh, we need to take care of it. Yes. Right. And see it that way. 
from a, a long game perspective, I guess. Totally. Well, I have really enjoyed this with you yet again. I can't wait for the next one. Maybe we'll get in rant mode and get you get you mad. This is just like gravy won't get me mad. It, yeah, I know. Well, but uh, if well. you have, uh, you know, I'll I'll definitely put some things in the show notes to help you. You know, like I'll even put revive in here if someone's local because they've been great. Well, they, I think you. I think now as well the telemedicine thing. Um, I don't think you have to be local because they'll do tele telemedicine conferences in with fact, a doctor. Um, revive is uh, as long as you're not in for revive, as long as you're in the United States, you could get a doctor's appointment with a revive doctor, have a teleconference with them. Uh, they would probably send out a requisition for blood work, come back, they'd analyze it, meet with you at, in a follow up teleconference. Yes, um, because this is what my in person process is like. Um, and then uh, talk about where to go from there to, to do what you want to do. And go from there. And then they literally ship it to you every month on an auto pay. You know, so I'm thinking I'll, we can reach out like to Nick or Dom and see, you know. Yeah, um, Nick literally just text me. So, exactly. yeah. so we'll, we'll get a link in the show notes because, I mean, your experience has been great. Yep. And it's always nice to have that referral. You know, no, you know, we're not getting anything from this. This is legit. You pay for it every month. Yeah, and yeah. It's, I mean, it's been life changing. So thank you for coming on. And uh, if you, you know, remember to share this podcast, you know, I've got a lot of female listeners, but you need to be sharing this with your men. You need to be encouraging them to go do this. I'm telling you now it has been a game changer. You know, it was a blessing in disguise when Eric did go off completely to start fresh because you did get to see the difference. I got to see the difference. Let me just make a comment with that because that's what I wanted to jump in on. It's like this. And this is the analogy I've used for food. You don't realize how bad poor eating makes you feel until you go from poor eating the really good eating back to poor eating. Yes. It's the back to poor eating part. You yeah. don't really realize how poor you might feel right now because you're used to it. So then it's a matter of going up on higher testosterone and whatever. That's a gradual improvement, whatever, but then losing it. Yes. It's when you lose it again, you're like, oh my. And that was, that was an obvious. There's definitely a noticeable, you know, I, I think the biggest, no, I mean, I didn't feel like, I mean, I didn't feel like, you know, down or depressed or, I mean, I don't, no. I didn't feel like that was a hormonal thing. I definitely noticed my sex drive was dramatically affected. You know, my muscle mass, you know what I mean? My strength wasn't quite as good. Um, But I also, you know, wasn't, didn't have the same kind of training intensity. It's hard to really say. I just know, despite my, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Despite my timing, you know, in terms of my, maybe my, uh, my training nutrition, not being, not being dialed in at that time. I know enough theoretically and scientifically about this, that it's just, that's just the way it goes. It can't not, it can't not help. It literally can't not help. Yeah. So you heard it here. There's no negative. 100%. 100%. Go do it. Love to hear your stories. Thank you guys for these recent reviews. I think I need to start um, sharing some of them because they're quite funny at times and just informative. So thank you for turning it, tuning in and we will be back with another one. Thank you, Eric. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm on a mission. As you know, if you've been following along, I have a goal to be a top 100 podcast and it's less about that top 100 and more about, I want to make an impact. I want more people to hear effort and learn from all the mistakes that I've made along with me bringing on really special guests for you. So my ask here is this, I want you to screenshot this episode today and share it on your social media, share it with a friend, you know, tag me in it, go give me a review 
review, of course, if you're really feeling it and rate me. You know, this is the only way things are going to get seen here. And in a big world of tons and tons of podcasts, I'm hoping that you're going to choose mine and help me on my mission. 